All right. I am back. What were we talking about other than the banging that's going on behind me? Yeah, it's nothing quite like a carpeting getting installed during the episode. It's it's signifying the deploying of the capital dollars happening in Atlantic City right now. I was inspired by the carpet in Tropicana that was removed from the marketplace slots area. And I said, I need carpet and it, I need it to be the background noise for the next episode of the podcast. Indeed. Nothing, nothing is better. I feel like we spent an entire episode talking about some new Bally's carpet like 150 episodes ago. So, As long as they never replace the Wild Old West yeah. carpet. It's good. Howdy, it's Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, and this is episode 214 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Pure chaos. I thought the answer was going to be nothing. But... I thrive in chaos, so that so it's good. <laughs> is that to be true? No, it's not true, true at all. It doesn't seem like you at all. No. I need some level of order. I can deal with like a lot of things happening, I think. But I need some certainty around the timing, and I have no certainty around timing for anything. Grind to AC in 24 hours. That's true. That's, that's certain, right? Hopefully. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, there's some sickness in the family right now, so hopefully that's oh, not... Good, we're good. Not getting canceled here. Love to hear it. Once again, Do For Win has been canceled <laughs> by some terrible disease. Cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Culture as in bacteria, not as in... Indeed, yes. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> the cancel culture. <laughs> uh, these, these are the jokes. Uh, amazing. This is why we just are Patreon millionaires shortly. So this, this, I think, is the episode that I've least prepared for in terms of you having to do some prep in, in the document. I want to say it was a very minimal amount of prep. I mean, I logged in this morning and I'm like, do I have to update some like financial document? And I'm like, no, nah, it looks up to date. So I was like, came up with the always once never, which would you like to hear it? Yes, I would like to hear it. You know, I had to estimate some seasons or whatever, but this is, you know, to honor you going to Atlantic City literally tomorrow. Always once never time of year to go to AC. So we have three choices here. Winter, which I will call generously November through February. Summer, which is generously May through August. And then the shoulder months, kind of spring and fall, March, April, September, and October. Oh, that's tough because the... I thought it was a good question. So The so, so obvious answer is always in the summer, but we don't actually go very often in the summer because mm -hmm. it's expensive. It's crowded. I have said in the past that winter, I think I even wrote a blog post about you, you have. Uh, that sounds right. How winter is my favorite time to go to AC because I like how empty it is and how it's everything's so cheap and you can just walk into a restaurant. I think that's actually become less true since COVID ended. You know, COVID yeah. is totally done. I think it's a little less true too. I think also like a problem with winter that probably was not a problem in 2013 or whatever is just like so much stuff is closed in the winter now that yeah seasonal restaurants open in the summer right yeah yes i agree completely that it was not that way at all 10 years ago i think i'm going to say winter into the ocean totally contradicting my blog post from mm -hmm. six years ago or whenever i wrote that mainly because of that because of the se seasonal stuff also because the weekends are still really crowded in the off season. I don't think it's like it used to be where... I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I mean, I think it's going to be incredibly crowded when you go tomorrow because there's 
the insane conference happening down there or whatever. But I think that's abnormal just because of the conference. Are you calling this right now winter? I said winter is November to February. I figured that November was more like winter than March was, and I wanted it to be four months each. So Yeah. I think the shoulder months, you know, September, October, mm-hmm. and what are we March saying? March, April are excellent, yeah. excellent months to go. Like the weather's very nice. You can still walk on the boardwalk. I think as more non-casino stuff becomes available in AC, the ability and niceness of, of walking around and going to things like Beer Garden and going to the Orange Loop, like you don't want it to be so ice cold for right. those things. Like those things are just much more enjoyable. Yeah. Beer Garden's not great in like January. <laughs> right. But like, do I really want to say once only for summer? Like that sounds crazy. I do still really enjoy any beach town in the summer. Do you have leanings which way? Uh, surprisingly, even though I came up with it, I didn't think about it that much. My <laughs> gut feeling. So for me, I think summer's way too crowded and I don't go to the beach anyway, so it doesn't affect me at all. And I think it's like borderline too hot half the time on the boardwalk for it to be a pleasant experience. But the only thing that holds me back is I feel like if we were ever to do like a big group trip to Atlantic City again, surely it would be in the summer, right? Probably. Probably. But given that that hasn't happened in a while my leaning would be throw summer into the ocean oh it's so close it's so close between because i i do love the winter i love how quiet it is i do sort of love what i think you wrote about say eight years ago when you wrote that blog post the feeling that like the city is for you and there's like no one else really there oh it's so close i like the holiday stuff up in the casinos in in the winter too but given like what you said, like Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, Beer Garden, those are just much more pleasant in the shoulder runs. I would say always in like spring and fall, once more in the winter, summer's going in the ocean. But I, I could be talked into always winter, uh, like switching winter and spring and fall. Summer seems like the clear, clear last place for me. I don't want to throw any of them into the ocean. But I will say summer, I don't need summer always for sure. I don't think I would even want to be summer always. Because mm-hmm. in this in this exercise, right, you're basically having to cram all your AC trips. That's right, into four months. Into four months. I mean, technically, sp- spring and fall is like into two two month periods. Maybe yeah. it's, it's better, you know. And I wouldn't want to always go in the summer when it's super crowded. Mm-hmm. I already get beach stuff elsewhere. You know, I go to Ocean City. I feel like that's totally fine. I can go to other beach towns. I don't need AC to be my beach town, and I don't use it that way anyway. I don't, I'm talking myself into saying summer into the ocean also. <laughs> I have so much fondness, like you said, for that experience in AC, especially like midweek in the winter if you can do it. And it's just nice and not crowded and, and you can walk out on the boardwalk. Sometimes it's nice to step out onto the boardwalk into the frigid cold. Mm-hmm. I'm going always shoulder months. Uh, it's so tough. So tough. See, for you, you were struggling between... I was struggling between always and and once more, and you're struggling between once more and never again. I have to do I have to do once more summer. Uh-huh. I think I've got to get the like full experience one more time and just live with my nostalgia for the winter and and know that I really enjoyed it and that's what got me into Atlantic City. But things have evolved. I mean, I, I have to say, like in the last year, maybe year and a half, I, I absolutely love the winter trip that that me, you, and Taylor took last year. So great trip, man. I do feel like we always get in a couple of trips in the winter. Yeah, it seems like the best time for us to go, honestly. We always do do one or two winter trips a year. I feel like in like zero the rest of the year. Yeah. I I will say certainly in like six month periods, like we go much more historically, I believe, October to March than let's say April to September. 
Uh, certainly, I tend to, at least historically, have gone in January. And then I think you and I almost always get in a December, late November trip. Yeah, agree with that. We're very comp focused, though. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and we are comp focused. And, and I do have to say the comps are certainly better in not the summer. Yes, but I do not have comps for this weekend when I'm Ooh, going. It's tough. Segway. Segway. You're going to Atlantic City. Yes. So I guess I should give a primer about what's happening in case anybody did not listen to last episode. I'm going to Atlantic City with the family, something I've mm-hmm. never done before. Yeah, you've never done it. So my wife and both my kids, kids have a four-day weekend for the New Jersey Teachers Conference, which happens to be in Atlantic City, but we're not going for that. And when I first dreamed up this idea, the room rates were actually pretty low, including I could get comps at Ocean on Thursday night, Hard Rock on Thursday night. And I thought maybe demand would drop and I could get one of those two comped totally, but the opposite happened. And then Friday went totally sold out and Thursday skyrocketed. And the result is that I ended up booking at Chobo. Nice. Which has the advantage of putting you in the same hotel as the Lucky Snake and the water water park, park, which is sort of the main reason we're going. I mean, I think my kids will love all of that, but I am slightly worried about the actual showboat room and the stay there and Uh, the experience there. I would be more than a little worried myself, I think, but... yeah, I was doing a very obsessive breakdown of the costs of everything, Mm -hmm. as you know I do. Sounds right. And I was going to book through the Showboat website because I'm just in the mode of always booking through the casino websites when I book in Atlantic City. And they had a discounted thing where it was like $119 for a family of four, four pack of tickets to the water park for one day if you book a hotel stay. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's way cheaper than booking just the water park tickets. This seems like a no brainer. Except I went to book and we're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday, probably Mm -hmm. leaving midday saturday so i wanted the water park on friday and when i went to book saturday was the only option at the water park so i called and said hey i just had a question about the add-ons because it seems like you can only get saturday and i want to get friday and they just said oh yeah the add-ons don't work you need to just book through the water park site (laughs) so i was sort of questioning that because like (laughs) you can book it's just for saturday and he was like he acted like they do not work at all like i don't know what that means like it's just like you put your money into like some toilet and it goes down and that's it i guess (laughs) surely that's not the answer i get the distinct sense that like the water park the arcade the hotel are just like very separate right in tower investments and and we had that experience when the arcade comped us drinks at the eatery yes and like first they're like no you can't get anything free and we're like the arcade said we could have whatever we wanted and they were there was like a ton of confusion and then i guess they talked to someone they were on the arcade side and they're like okay you can have whatever you want right to the point of probably way beyond what the arcade people thought Pro- was yeah I, probably <laughs> i was very annoyed about this and i sent a message to like customer service and i didn't hear back i got the sort of default like we'll look into this and meanwhile like prices were going up uh-huh and so then i realized like why don't i look at hotels.com Mm-hmm. which was cheaper than the showboat site. And mm-hmm. so it was like $55 Thursday, $183 Friday, plus all the taxes and fees. You know, there were different prices at all the different booking sites. But anyways, I booked at hotels.com because it was the cheapest. And then the water park has a Groupon. So I booked the family of four Groupon, which was $148.50 mm-hmm. for Friday or Monday. It's more if you do Saturday, but we're doing Friday. And I realized that the $119 like add-on thing through the hotel gets taxed at the hotel rate and so it's actually more than 148.50 because of the 16 percent right. or whatever the 13 point blah 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 tax right, right, that's right. on it 
it worked out to being slightly cheaper anyway than what it would have been to book directly mm-hmm. through the hotel, but it's totally absurd that they haven't worked that out. It, it's not that absurd. It's the showboat. It's also like you can only get one day even if you're staying two nights. Like there should clearly be a sort of like add-on where you're just getting water park, park access for every day that you're staying in the hotel. Uh-huh. So yeah, showboat. I'm nervous about it. I'm hoping it'll be fine. I'm not just nervous about like the age of the room. I'm nervous about like the check-in process, the service, yeah. like it's just everything. But I don't think my kids' expectations are all that high for a hotel. Right. Like they don't care. They're not going to experience yeah. no, any no. of that stress, right? So I mean, my my kids are just always happy no matter what if we're traveling somewhere. So Thursday, go in the morning, get there around lunchtime. Yeah, hopefully they'll let us check in at the showboat, and then we'll probably go do some arcade stuff go get dinner somewhere, which we haven't figured out where. And then Thursday night, we're going to Disney on Ice at Boardwalk Hall. Mm-hmm. My first ever event at Boardwalk Hall that I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, I've never, I've never <laughs> been in there. So that was like a big reason. I'm sure my kids will love it, but a big reason selfishly for booking it was like, oh, Boardwalk Hall, like, let's go. Yeah. It was $20 tickets, which just seemed really cheap. And then I picked out four tickets and went to check out and the final cost was $149.52. That's not bad. It didn't quite double it. So <laughs> I've I've I think I bought tickets on like not Ticketmaster but like StubHub or SeatGeek or something recently and it was like 150% more expensive than what it was advertised as. Because I think they they add the Ticketmaster fees cuz they're if they're getting the tickets from Ticketmaster plus like their own fees or whatever. <laughs> My favorite is that you can click view the prices with fees and it'll show you what the prices with fees and then you'll go to check out and it'll still be like oh by the way there's a five dollar convenience fee <laughs> it's like oh i said show me the prices with fees <laughs> just an awful experience ordering any yeah. tickets for anything we went we went to disney on ice last year kids had fun so my understanding is that it's only like a 45 minute show i think it was longer than that for us but it wasn't terribly long i feel like it was you know, 75 minutes or 90 minutes or something, but I'm, I'm not sure. That would certainly be longer than it was 45. was like in- Encanto and Frozen, I think. Oh, the two yeah. Sounds did. like a very similar show, if not the uh-huh. same exact show. Yeah. I think it was like 75 or 90 minutes. Yeah. I think my kids will love it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next day we'll do the water park. We'll see how long the kids enjoy that. I have a feeling my son... Going to enjoy it for about 10 minutes. Yeah. I think he can do most of the stuff. And I think my daughter can do everything, but I don't think she'll do the huge slides. Uh, and then, I don't know, at beyond that, more arcade maybe. Uh, we could go to North Beach Mini Golf up around the boardwalk past Ocean if the weather holds up. I think the weather, well, at least here is supposed to be fairly nice. For It's going to be like a little bit chilly, but I don't think it's supposed to rain or anything. I could take my son to see all the guitar stuff at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. I mean, at the Hard Rock Hotel. Would he care i mean about like oh this is an outfit that Cher wore or whatever no but he'd like, like to my see children certainly would not big guitars he just wants yeah, to yeah, see yeah. like the guitar chandelier and like the big guitar outside. Uh, yep i certainly have a picture of my son when he was two when we stayed in the hard rock cafe standing next to the big guitar outside so so i don't think it'll be hard at all to fill two days with the kids i mean especially no, no, no. lucky snake water park disney on ice my dilemmas over restaurants that are fa- that are family friendly mm-hmm my first thought was Sugar Factory, which actually has reservations open. Uh-huh. My guess is the food's not good. Yeah. I thought you've eaten there. Uh, no, nope. I've never eaten at Sugar Factory. Really? What, yes. Have you only gotten cocktails there? No, something? I've never gotten anything there. So, <laughs> I, Have you talked about wanting to go? Probably. Okay. Like when Hard Rock All first right. opened. All right. And then there's Rainforest Cafe, obviously, is an option. You got to. 
potentially uh, how crowded is Rainforest Cafe going to be at 530 before the seven o'clock Disney on a show? Probably pretty crowded, especially like, you know, it seems like right up teacher's alley or whatever. That's so. <laughs> true. A bunch of like drunk teachers sitting. I on mean, those uh, animal all the teachers are going to be at like uh, Tun Tavern or whatever. They're not going to make it that that far away from the convention center. Yeah, yeah they'll be at Wingcraft in Tun Tavern. That's yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Wingcraft and Tun Tavern. You should not go to. <laughs> That'll be mine. So Hard Rock Cafe has a kid's menu. Mm-hmm. And not only does it have a kid's menu, but it is a Lionel Messi-inspired kid's menu. I don't know what that means, but supposedly if you order an item, a menu item from the kid's menu, it comes with a golden soccer ball. And I don't know if you know anything about my son, who is five years old. He is absolutely obsessed with Lionel Messi because we watched the World Cup and he saw him win the World Cup. And now he watches like YouTube videos of Lionel Messi highlights and he has a Lionel Messi Argentina jersey. So, like, the obvious answer is to go to Hard Rock and get this thing, and he can see, like, he can get a Lionel Messi paper menu that he can color in. My huge concern is, one, they don't take reservations on Friday and Saturday nights. So we'll go Friday night and have to wait forever, which would lead if to nothing. If you go at four or five, it should be fine. Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, certainly me and my family would go at four or five, so. I feel like I would need to call ahead and say, do you actually have this golden soccer ball? Because if my son sees the golden soccer ball on the menu, a picture of it, or like a little advertisement for it, and it is not there, the trip will be over. Like, <laughs> we'll have to just get in the car and drive him home. Because the amount of crying that will go on after that will mm-hmm. be completely, whatever, like, unfixable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that's like, you know, when I end up going on eBay and, and buying the soccer ball anyway. This, that's mm-hmm. what, I'm told that's good parenting. Just totally. Just cave in every time. Cave in every single time. Yep. Something's broken, just buy it, replace it. Kid loses something, just buy it to replace it. Just anything to just stop the crying. Yeah, I agree. And the, and the I see no downside to that strategy at all. Exactly. I don't see how that could lead to more crying. No, never. Okay. Just train them to cry until they get what they want. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to try to do the Hard Rock Cafe for one of the dinners. I sort of want to try to do the, it's called like Lotteria. Don't know what that taco is. Taco place that's up there. It's on the boardwalk. But I don't know if the kids will eat anything there. I have a feeling we're mm-hmm. going to end up at Rainforest Cafe or at the Land Shark Bar and Grill or at the Atlantic City Eatery or the Brickers Burgers. Did they not eat uh, Mexican? We just went to, there's a brand new Mexican place within walking distance of my house. We just went to it. In the old Applebee's spot, so you know exactly where it is. So I think my daughter will eat stuff at a Mexican place. My son will just eat chips. And that's yeah, it. it's fine. That can be dinner. You're on vacation. That's true. That's a good point. It is vacation. <laughs> the other big question I have is, once the kids are in bed, and presumably my wife is in bed, what am I doing? Drinking yourself silly at the video poker bar at Ocean, probably. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of leaning towards like just doing a totally non-gambling trip. That... You're not going to do that, man. I mean, you could say that, but I don't I don't buy it necessarily. I would be much more likely to do it if the arcade was open late. But my understanding from Google is that the arcade closes at 11. What uh-huh. that means, I don't know. Do they turn off the machines? Can you not access them? I'm guessing any machine that doesn't need an attendant is probably still on. And if you really want to, like, wander through and play, you can. But, like, the bar will probably be closed at that point. Like, you can't get any drinks. Ocean, man. I could just, you know, buy... A six-pack of beer and read comics sit, on my iPad and sit, sit in the in darkness yeah. and drink IPAs. But You could just buy a, a six-pack of beer and play video poker on your phone. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> I'll probably walk over to Ocean or, yeah. or Hard Rock. Or hard I probably rock. should not put my card in in either of those situations. You got to let them know you're alive. 
I mean, if I want comp drinks, you got to play on the card. <laughs> comp drinks at the video poker bar at Hard Rock is not an option. Yeah, on Friday or so. You could go Thursday and it's an option, right? I could go Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just do Thursday night at Hard Rock, at Hard Friday Rock night and in an Friday ocean. ocean. Mm-hmm. Just strictly video poker, no slots. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Probably end up playing craps until four in the morning. Probably not. But... <laughs> so that's the plan. Full trip report next episode, probably It'll next week. It'll be good. I'm excited. I'm really excited to, to treat the kids to it. I think they'll have a really good time. So, you know, this is going to be a great story for the podcast, but we were going to actually try to go because I knew you were going down that weekend because the kids are off and Megan, they're all off on Friday, but we couldn't set up anyone to watch our dog. So oh, no. it was not going to happen. But uh, yeah, we were going to surprise you and, and all hang out. But alas, no. That sucks. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been cool to get all the families down there. Yep. Well, we'll see how it goes. And maybe if it goes well, we can plan that for the future. Yep. There's also been discussion of you going to Atlantic City the following yeah, week. Yeah, I think I'm going to Atlantic City for one night the following week, Friday to Saturday, which, you know, by the way, are you going to Atlantic City for one night the following week? I haven't even brought it up with my wife because at the moment I don't actually feel like going that Friday. Oh. <laughs> so I would need to be home by nine in the morning on Saturday. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. You know, I, I was told that as soon as you get a second car, there's just nothing stopping you from doing day trips all the time. Yeah. I mean, I could do a day trip on Friday. I obviously I'm taking tomorrow and Friday off of work and I'd have to take another day off of work, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I would miss a hockey game that I don't really want to miss. You don't have to take the day off work. You could pull a Dave, just get get down there like, you know, 10 p.m. on Friday and leave at 6 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, that's true. I could. I could. I could get there. Yeah. Literally get there, go to sleep, wake up and go home. Yeah, it sounds great. I, I do get Caesars Comp now. Uh-huh. Forum Tower only, which like that's perfect. I mean, Caesars, I would say it's Caesars. Solo, Forum Tower, whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I, I think my mood about it would have to change drastically between now and then because to me like right now i'm just like is it worth taking leave missing a hockey game and waking up at 6 30 to drive home or leaving late at night on friday like right now and eh, not so much all right i'll i'll follow up with you later about it so do you have any idea none i, I don't even know what we were doing so we were going to go for two nights thursday and friday and then it was decided that we should stay not go thursday night a because there's a ravens game thursday night and B, because our friend Dave cannot go until Friday because he's going to the Ravens game on Thursday night. So, Is he actually going? I don't know. He wasn't <laughs> going Thursday night, though. So yeah. I'm not really sure what's happening. I'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Another thing for next episode because it'll yeah. be like days away by then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about it. We'll go where we won't go and it doesn't really matter either way. So David Busters has announced that it's opening on Monday, December 11th. I saw yesterday or today some, some tweet about how they need to hire 150 people or whatever for it. It seems like a very short amount of time to have to hire, to hire that many people. I agree. Them. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Dave and Buster's. I don't think we need to get too much into it. Yeah. I'll never go. Yeah. I'll never go to that one. I'm glad it's going to be there. Who do you think has better food? Dave and Buster's or the Atlantic City Eatery? Dave and Buster's. <laughs> when was the last time you had food at Dave and Buster's? 15 years ago. So I think it's gotten worse. I have. It's been a while since I had it, but the last time I had it, it was barely edible. It oh, really? was atrocious. I, so I haven't, I haven't eaten at a Dave and Buster's, yeah, in probably like four 15 years but i always remember the food as being like totally fine yeah like tgi friday's level food yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the last time i had it was when i lived in new york so that was at least now nine or ten years ago and it was legitimately awful it was just really really bad Uh, and i did and i have seen a lot of people saying complaining that the food had gone downhill but i I think the brand david busters as a whole is like on an upswing so i don't know if that has uh translated to to better food (laughs) i feel like they're 
like the trendsetter in this whatever we're gonna do like sell expensive food that's like fine it's not great but it's like totally edible and then like some very expensive like ancillary activity whether it be like top golf or like you know all the bowling alleys that are kind of doing this thing now but david musters was like the first one of that with arcade games i feel like so that, i mean the food being like decent i think is a very important part of that yeah it was like not the, the, the pitch time. is like hey this like bowling alley is gonna have like much better food than the average bowling alley food or whatever and we're gonna make it up by charging like a million dollars an hour for Elaine. <laughs> yeah well, so Dave and Buster's though used to be very much like this is for adults, you know, this is like the adult Chuck E. Cheese and after nine there are no kids allowed. And the last time I went to Dave and Buster's, which I think was like in October, I randomly went on a day that uh-huh. I had a day off. <laughs> sounds sounds exactly like something you would do. It's the one in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh <laughs> oh. Old old podcast podcast sponsor. Wait, no, oh no, Clark, no, Clark Clark was the oh, I'm sorry. It was just families everywhere, and it's very clearly like all the prizes are kid-centric prizes. Mm-hmm. Everything is definitely catering to kids more because, you know, parents with money is who's going to arcades, not, uh, you know, drunk only, adults. On, only you. <laughs> it's just me, yeah. <laughs> no, I am not the target demographic for Dave Musters. Sorry. Anymore. Yeah. Well, I guess I am with the kids. Right. But me solo, no. And I think they've realized that, and they advertise, you know, like, have your birthday party at Dave & Buster's. But this is way more talking about Dave & Buster's than anyone should ever hear about when what everybody really wants to hear about is data. September data. 2023 was a five-Saturday September as compared to the four-Saturday September in 2022, which is important considering that Atlantic City went down about 2% from 2022 to 2023, which on its face seems not great. Yeah, especially not great considering that Ocean was up 30%. And amazingly, month over month from August, which, you know, obviously mm-hmm. August is in the summer and a way better month, 0.00% difference. So close that they... It's like... What, what is this? <laughs> it's, it's like $1,000 apart. $700 difference? $700. Less than $700. 600 and something. $80. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Like, how does that even happen? Uh-huh. But yeah, everybody else, you know, Bally's down 17%, Borgata down 13%, uh, Resort's down 11%. Uh-huh. Really, though, you made a note yeah. in the doc about Borgata. Right. Well, you made a note that said that Borg and Hard Rock were, like, right on top of each other for, for revenue. And yeah, they're $8 I million dollars apart. The MGM hack was announced, uh, I think it was, like, September 10th, September 11th, something like that, which was obviously just a huge disaster for, for MGM. And, like, to be honest, I'm surprise borg did as well as it did which as well as it did was being down 26 percent month over month and 13 percent year over year yeah i mean if you're like bally's down 17 percent right or resorts down almost 11 percent mm-hmm. and borgata with a hack is down 13 like you gotta feel yes. pretty bad about yourself i do have to say i looked into the documents and and the luck and and bally's and and resorts were both like quite unlucky this month i think and hard rock actually was as well and they were still up seven percent which meant that i think some of the traffic that would have gone to borgata normally did go to hard rock and and obviously some of it went to ocean but given that it's only like an eight million dollar difference between 2022 and 2023 and borgata was down eight million dollars between the two years like i think a lot of that change can be just attributed simply to the the mgm issues that were happening So I'd say it's not a great number, but all things considered, it's not as bad as it initially looked. 
Yeah, I mean, my initial thought was five Saturdays and down this much is terrible. But when you uh-huh. get when you get Borgata losing thirteen percent and it's such an outsized portion of the market, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's right the biggest casino by far in terms of revenue. It's going to make that drop look bigger. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe you're right, and I shouldn't be as worried about it. So as I was. And we'll see what happens in October. I think if, if there's ever going to be a month that Hard Rock, if they have a really lucky month and if Borgata has an unlucky month, which, by the way, Borgata's month was not unlucky at all. It seemed like quite average. Maybe Hard Rock can be number one in October because, uh, you know, I think certainly we talked about how we wouldn't go to, to Borgata, at least in early October still, because they were still dealing with the issues. I think it's mostly resolved now, but certainly last month it wasn't. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I would obviously be shocked if Hard Rock overtook. Uh, I would Borgata, be quite surprised, but... too. We would be able to claim victory from yeah. our first episode after a Hard Rock opened where we claimed we could see Hard Rock overtaking Borgata. Yeah, and we'd be right. Surely, when I said that, I knew that, that MGM's IT practices were, were shoddy, so that was why it was going to happen. Did we know, or did we make it happen? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Who has the side of the bet that it's not going to be Borgata, uh, Hard Rock, Ocean, 123 every month this year? Is that me? It's got to be you. Surely I would hack MGM for that $5. Paid for you. <laughs> That'd be great. Amazing. Now, at that point, I would just hack, you know, the DGE and change the numbers in the PDF or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that seems a lot easier. Or That's even just, much just easier. go into our document and change them and be like, Craig, look. Don't. Craig, I input the numbers for you. <laughs> just don't read anything else about what happened in Atlantic City. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Would work every time. So what about Q3 as a whole? Anything interesting jumping out? Uh, yeah, it's down like 1% from 2022. Nothing too interesting. Only Ocean and uh, Hard Rock were were up. And I think Borgata would have been up if it had, you know, somewhat remotely normal September, which it obviously didn't because of the hack, which it's kind of the same old thing. Uh, All the other casinos are going down slightly and the big three are continuing to go up. I think, unsurprisingly, if you've heard us talk about all the months in the quarter, all those months add up to the same percentages. <laughs> Mostly, that is how percentages work, right? <laughs> so there's totally unsurprising, you know, Bally's down 6%, Borgata, I mean, down 2%, but probably mostly due to this last month. The numbers sort of line up, obviously, with what we've talked about. So there's nothing that surprising here. Only being down 1% year over year from Q3 of 2022 seems totally unsurprising, Obviously, resorts being down 10.5% and Tropicana being down 9% is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that really jumps out to me when I look at it, though, is when you get into these quarterly numbers, you really see ha- just how big that gap is. You know, it's one thing to say, like, oh, Borgata made $54 million mm-hmm. and Golden Nugget made 12 And, like, that's obviously a massive, massive difference. It's, like, mm-hmm. more than four times, like, four and a half times as much money. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, when you see it as Borgata made... $205 million in Q3. You know, Bally's made $45 million in Q3. Right. Golden Nugget made 39 <laughs> It's just a massive difference. And the numbers just look so much bigger. Right? When everything has... Like five eight, and a half times more. Still has eight digits. You know, even though one's 13 and one's 54, or one's, you know, 15 and one's 70. Like, obviously, the multipliers are big. But when you see one jump into like 200 million and one's still stuck under 40, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yes, these these are the massive differences we're talking about between these casinos. And it just kind of hammers home how much bigger like Borgata and Hard Rock and Ocean are than everybody else. 
And literally, something was being hammered home in the background while you said that. It's, uh, I'm very big now in my <laughs> editing into imagery, like mental imagery yeah, in your heads, sonic yeah. imagery. Yeah, It's like, you know, the, the secret or whatever, if you believe hard enough in the hammering home, it'll happen. I had an idea a while ago in the podcast that every time I mentioned a Wonder Woman machine, it would play the like little like Wonder, Wonder Woman. Man. But then I just have never followed through that, with it. That I think be, I lost that, that be awful that no, little no, snippet. It's it's for the best that you didn't follow through. Mm, with that. I need a soundboard. I need a soundboard no, no. with Wonder Woman, some hammering, Mm-mm. some like slot like ting 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 slot machine things. Awful. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think with that out of the way, surely on the uh, next episode. I think uh, the next the next October report comes out on Monday, so we'll probably be able to get to that, you know, depending on how much you have to talk about on uh, your trip report. Oh my goodness, so much. Yeah, indeed. Do you want to do a quick mailbag question? Why don't you pull something up and we can talk about it, which is in its own document that I will never open, so. Okay, uh, so I will bring up a question that Pat G had, All right. since we've talked a lot about the hook on this show, which I've been to twice and you've been to zero times. That's right. Which we did actually get an email from Tom L. saying that he went, I think, on a Thursday night a couple weeks ago, and it was very sparsely attended, Uh whereas I went on a Saturday night, and it was very, very crowded. Both times, right? Yes. Well, the first time I went was the Saturday 7 o'clock show, and it was not very crowded, in the summer even, so I was a little nervous But then you went to the Saturday 9 o'clock show this time, right? Not too surprising, you know, weekday off-season, but a little bit surprising just because of how crowded it was when I went on the Saturday. But anyways, Pat G asks, do you see any other casinos pursuing a show along the lines of The Hook? Do we know if The Hook is successful or no? I really enjoyed it and think it's the kind of Vegas-esque show we need more of in AC. What do you think? It's hard for me to draw the line on like what is Hook-like and what isn't. There are some you know, regularly running shows at a bunch of casinos. I know we've talked like specifically about Burlesque, which I think is probably somewhat similar to The Hook at Borgata. Yeah, the hook is certainly, like, more professional-seeming to me, at least from what I've heard about it. I don't know. What do you think? Well, there are the Sunday shows at, at Hard Rock and, I think, Resorts. Mm-hmm. They they run a show every Sunday, but that, I, that's not really quite the same as, like, it's, a real quite the same. frequently yeah, yeah. running weekends, a show that's meant to be a draw to the casinos. Right. You mean acjokes.com isn't a draw to the casinos? No. It's a deterrent. It's a deterrent from being on the boardwalk. It it sure is. Or like walking through the quarter and just always being harassed about going to acjokes.com by some dudes. Yeah, in a little kiosk, that little like... Oh no, usually they like stand in the middle of the quarter and just like harass people about going to their show. Oh, when I was at Trop last time, they're in like a storefront, but it's only like two feet deep. Oh really? So they're like in a little phone booth. It's weird. Anyways, I was thinking about this, obviously the first time I saw The Hook... You know, historically, Atlantic City has had some sort of shows like this. Like, I think mm-hmm. Bally's or Resorts, I think Bally's used to have the, like, celebrity impersonator, like, singer impersonator sort of show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's been more of that kind of stuff in Atlantic City, probably even before we went, and there has not been much of it. You know, if the, if the hook is just hugely successful, I could see another casino doing a sort of, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday run of just ongoing shows mm-hmm. where you know that you can always go see the show, but it would have to be a draw, right? It can't just be like, here's the burlesque show. We're going to comp just absolutely everyone to. Right, right. It would have to be actually a draw. Do they, does, does Caesars comp to the hook ever? Do you know? I don't know. I expect if you're I would assume so. high enough roller, but. Just not, not to the likes of us. Yeah, not yeah. to me. And yeah, I could see sort of like a broad, like I've thought, 
like, you know, Jersey boys I thought would just do really well given the clientele of Atlantic City, like Jersey people who are <laughs> of an age that really like Frankie Valley music. <laughs> I think it would do, it's a really good show too, but, uh, you know, we haven't seen any of that in a really long time and I would love to see it. Like, I just think it adds so much to the city. The other thought I had is, well, Spiegel World is obviously opening a new show in Vegas. They've, it'll be their fourth show in Vegas, I think. Yes, fourth, because they've got Absinthe, Opium, Atomic Saloon Show, and now they're opening Disco Show uh-huh. at the link. I could see a situation where it's so successful at Caesars that they do another similar kind of concept at Tropicana or Harris. But can you, given the fact that you said it was, you know, pretty empty apparently on a Thursday night? <laughs> right. I mean, that, that was that was when I saw it really crowded on the, uh-huh, Saturday. On the Saturday. And I was like, this is doing such gangbusters. Like, this would be amazing. I think this all depends on how uh, The Hook does, right? Like, how much staying power it has. If people are still interested in going uh, six months from now when, you know, business starts to pick up again for, for the spring. I, I mean, I think that's going to tell a lot. Like, if it is a success and if it is something that Speaker World finds, like, financially reasonable to do like i see no reason that there wouldn't be something else like this you know either by spiegel world or by someone else you know some cirque show or or something like that yeah i mean i would love it i'm i'm a little skeptical obviously it's like sort of my pipe dream thing that 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 would happen but it's tough partially in atlantic city because it's just like so seasonal there too right like you're gonna do something but like you know you know that five months out of the year six months out of the year maybe eight months out of the year it's just gonna be this black hole and the four, the other four months, you don't really need to attract people to go there. Like people are going right. anyway. It's going to be, it's going to be, everything's going to be to capacity in the summer. So, so yeah, I mean, my initial thought was like, I could see a summer only kind of deal, but like, why would you invest right money to get people to come to in the summer when it's going to be full? Yeah. Although, I mean, I mean, going back to the data, right? Like you look at the data and you can say it's flat, but you do have all these lagging casinos right if resorts wants to do a show like that in the summer it would help them i'm sure right and even tropicana you know their gambling revenues down although i expect that they're like at capacity most nights it's a huge huge hotel but yeah i mean i can see them sort of saying like we're going to gain market share by by doing this or Harrah's, you know mm-hmm. like, which i think it used to be much higher on the totem pole in atlantic yes. city than it is now like i could see them trying to to have an attraction that level and just like fight for the market share in it i think harris is like the perfect place to to have a big show like that honestly if caesars brings in another one i would think harris would be where it should go honestly because i think they need to help a little bit more than trop yeah i would love it i hope it happens i i mean i'm not holding my breath but no i I, you know it all just depends on i i think let's wait and see uh you know over the next nine months how uh the hook does and and that'll tell us a lot about if if it's going to happen if it's going to expand or not but anything that we can do to make the city a bit less seasonal it's like it's kind of like the chicken and the egg problem right yeah these things would be more realistic if the city was less seasonal but you know if the city was less seasonal then that would make these more realistic to put in and financially make sense so i you know i don't know right someone's someone's got to take a chance and and do stuff like this like spiegel world has and I, i hope it works out yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about with the video from 1986, right? Of like, oh, well, the casino is not going to invest anything in making the town nicer. But like in the long term, if they do invest to make the town nicer, it makes right. the town nicer and makes more people want to come. Mm. So that's sort of like the business dilemma that any business has to have. 
but obviously I would love it. And after I went the second time, I was like, wow, the word of mouth has like really come out about the show. The positive reviews have come out. People are coming to Super Frico. People are coming to The Hook. And then I got the email from Tom L. about how dead it was on a Thursday. And I was like, that's not really surprising because it's a Thursday in, in whatever, late October, early November. Mm-hmm. But it's not a great sign. Like, does it mean that they need to go down to one show on Thursday nights and and other, you know, Sundays? I think they already have gone down to one show on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit, I have yeah. to say. Well, thank you very much for the question, Patchy. And I know there's a few people that have been waiting in the mailbag for a while, and we'll get to you soon. Like of Refrigerator P and, and some others. But keep sending those mailbag questions in, too. It's something we, we enjoy doing. So, yep. All right. If you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. And certainly not at our Reddit, which is going to be closed down, apparently. <laughs> find all of our great content at do for win.com. You know, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions to be answered maybe on air to do for win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? Not maybe on air. They will be answered on air. Well, well, probably. Unless it's, you know, not a question or it's something that, you know, you just want to shoot a sentence back to them or whatever or just you know the things that have been sitting in the mailbag for a year and you've probably just ignored yeah i mean sometimes we get questions that have sat in the mailbox so long that they've already been answered like a couple of refrigerator p from twitter's questions are will either of you ever stay at the showboat and would you go (laughs) see the hook again oh uh which we've obviously answered on the show so yeah we still have a lot more questions all right refrigerator p we're gonna get to your questions next week okay well, next with the trip report next week. Next week, yeah. Are we oh, going to yes. put out another podcast next week, Craig? Yes, I think we have to. All right. So we will see you all next week. Bang! 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 <laughs> <laughs>